Games Workshop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. Welcome to Grim After Dark, uh, Warhammer 40,000's only late night talk show for some reason. Uh, my name is John, and if you want an indication of how tonight's going to go, I'm currently drinking a tangerine LaCroix. Uh, <laughs> what is this me? week? <laughs> We're going this to parent teacher interviews. Holy <laughs> shit, this is getting real. <laughs> this week, we prepare you for this weekend's upcoming Las Vegas Open by running down the five most common types of gamer you're going to meet and how to maximize your experience against them. We're going to go around the net, and the return of eBay prices redacted yes. takes on. The Warhammer equivalent of Beanie Babies. But first, uh, if you enjoy what you see or what you're listening to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. And if you're able to, throw a couple of dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or commenting below with the answer to this question. What is your goal at this year's Las Vegas Open? Uh, before we go, though, before we go on, though, let's meet the team who make it all possible. First up, he's the co-host for the co-most. He's our competitive 40K champion all the way from Moscow, Idaho. It's Danny McDevitt. Oh, wait. sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, John. And not currently modeling models, but modeling a beautiful hat belonging to Bill. Uh, he's the beautiful face of everything square based, a fantasy enthusiast and casual 40 care. It's Val Halfelfinger. Yes. Oh, it's just no flavor in this thing. And then he's the man behind the curtain. He puts the coochie Canada. It's superstar producer, Ty Priest Dickie. Uh, Dickie Canada. Yeah. I do like that every week the word um, ca- uh, coach degrades more and more to the point know, that no one knows. It's turning into something very Canadian. I think. <laughs> Huge. Huge. That's just what you call your sunglasses, the special Canadian sunglasses. Uh, guys, this week, you don't know about those? Sunglasses? Danny, you didn't know about the Canadian sunglasses? Yeah, what kind of sunglasses do you guys have? Tell me about them. <sighs> Can't tell you. You're not in above the, yeah. uh, you aren't above a certain line anymore. Them blue ones with fingerprints all over them. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Cool. Yep. Moving on. That landed moving real on. well. Yep. Would that yeah. be the tree line? Would that be the tree line? He's no longer above the tree line, John. Uh, I'm just going to go do this real quick. Ab. Okay. Uh, that was the only appropriate. If I know probably a more appropriate reaction to that would be the. Oh, uh, no, it's the kill yourself one. Yeah. Oh, false. Wrong. Perfect. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This week, we have two comments of the week uh, brought to you by our friends at Frontline Gaming. We got two comments. Yeah, we got, well, one, we got two. two. Uh, They're open 24 7 at frontlinegaming.org. Probably not this weekend, though. Uh, And Um, all your GW products discounted. Uh, our first comment of the week is a what? Easiest head read of all time. Hey, that is something. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, you, you get what you pay for, Val. You get what you pay for. Uh, the first one here, just uh, it's a what and a why. Um, the question is, are you all liberals? Just curious. I had no idea how to answer this question. Justin, Justin, is that you? Is that you, Justin? Yeah. My, are you watching us? The my answer. Uh, my answer is regulate if it's if it's old world related 98% of the time it's going to be Danny responding if it's not 98% of the time it's going to be me responding I just said 
What does that even mean? Um, Shades of Grey. Also, this is a channel about tiny plastic spacemen. Yeah. Which is about the the best response I could comment. I mean, yeah. I mean, did he say, is a small L liberal? All right, small L liberal. Um, probably, What's I probably, a big L liberal, Val? Can you uh, tell me about that? Oh, that's a Canadian thing. So if, yeah. you're, if you're a small L liberal, it means that you ascribe to liberal values. Um, and, uh, but if you're a big L liberal, the noun, uh, you are a member or a supporter of the liberal party of Canada. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So okay. Small L uh, and big L liberal. Bum, bum, well, bum. I thought it was like maybe small L's like kind of said that they follow the policy, but didn't actually follow the policy and kind of live <laughs> their life however they want. No moral values. And yeah, then the people that really like went for it. I'm 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 like the double L liberal. I'm the limousine liberal. Oh. That's what I that's what I like yeah. to be. Uh, Sherman liberal. Sherman jumping in and chat with the best response, which is just, sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. True. Yes. Sure. M- moving on. This other you one. You don't know uh, that I'm not an Arby's right now. Actually, you that, have no true. idea. I mean, you are actively modeling as I'm asking you questions. So you. you Arby's doesn't care. They have no food. They have no <laughs> yeah. food safety standards. Do we so. know how many mold lines he has to get through? Like yeah, he's got skeletons. He's, are he's not mold lines are on the average beef and cheddar sandwich. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to They're, slice the meat so the mold just stays on there. Maybe like entirely yeah. made up of recycle. That's what that's what the recycled sprue program is actually for. The uh, roast beef at Arby's. <laughs> there's a, a good idea for a competition for us, Danny. Uh, we'll that? both we'll both go to a local Arby's because I don't know if they're in Canada. They are. Um, we okay. Some. Well, we're, we're all going to. They were. I don't know if they still we're, are. We're all going to go to a local Arby's and we're just going to sit and hobby until we're asked to leave. And whoever lasts the longest wins some kind of prize. Counterpoint. Yeah. You have to keep, you have to be constantly drinking a Jamocha shake the entire time you're doing it. <laughs> I feel like, Jamocha I feel, shake. what the fuck is a Jamocha, what is a shake? Jamocha shake? Oh my God. Did you just on. name That's an Arby's menu classic. item? <laughs> no, it's, it's not seasonal. Let me tell you that. Oh, it's um, menu. All I the feel time. like Try this out. is an excellent crossover opportunity with billion dollar clown farm. Uh, 100%. Oh, yeah, all I'm going to say, okay. Danny, sir, this is a yeah. podcast. Please limit oh, yeah. your conversation towards Arby's. Look, John, I'm look, all I'm saying is I'm trying to eat and live my life as free as possible. And, uh, you know, I think there's some listeners who might enjoy that, you know, like, you know, being able to do what I want, live bask in the freedom that is America. Mm-hmm. Just hands up. Uh, yeah. Living your license. Baskin life. Robbins. Oh, drink small as L, many baby. Mocha shakes as I want. Lowercase liberal. That's 31 it. freedoms. Yeah. Small liberal. <laughs> Last week, we debuted the ingenious new game, Whose Dice Roll Is It Anyway?, which was just a fantastic and and well-received game where I simply rolled dice and asked the the team here, (laughs) asked the team uh, what I rolled. Uh, (laughs) It it didn't go great because we used the the Ideneth Deepkin dice, which are uh, still (laughs) these guys here. Uh, they are see-through with light blue lines that overlap. I'd just like you guys to know that package that looked clear in the middle that John was holding up is actually still full of dice. There are oh, dice in Wow. Yeah. yeah. You can see him through the dice. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Close, but that's true. Yeah. That's that's right up to the camera, too. Uh, but we were reminded, because uh, I was like, those are the worst dice ever. Our, our next comment here said, clearly never saw the Sylvaneth dice. 
and then posted this monstrosity. Danny, you is <laughs> so awful. Danny, you're a dice aficionado. Um, yeah, I've been known to be a dice aficionado. I'm assuming looking at these that each little leaf is a pip. Yeah, John, that's correct. Um, although I have to say this is a slight upgrade from the ones that were made of real wood. What? There are actual wooden Sylvanet dice. I swear to God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I would I, say that because, because this, like, I can look at that and eventually I could probably, like, discern what the dice mean. This is not possible with the Sylvanet dice. I, so, I, don't, I don't think, aside from actually having physical wingding dice, I don't think there is a more completely useless dice than Sylvanet dice. I, I, I challenge the, the internet. What number is this? <laughs> <laughs> Enhanced. Incredible. Incredible. Um, the, the audacity of whoever made those fucking dice. It just blows my mind, man. I know. You know, they really kind of capture the artistic side of the Sylvaneth here, though. You can you can really see a big difference between the orange and the white swirls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Just represent well, there are some <laughs> colored swirls. Oh, no. All all that happened was the G one of G uh, Games Workshop's operations managers accidentally CC'd this guy on an email saying after he's done with the dice designs, we're not renewing his contract. Uh and then after he found that out, he's like, You want dice? I'll give you dice. I'll give you some fucking dice. It's dice. I'll make you pay. I'll make you all pay. <clears throat> Speaking of which, send me your deepkin dice because I have a great idea the next time I play Danny. Actually, from what I understand, uh <laughs> There was a recent, um, they, they recently found uh, a model that, uh, <laughs> this is a great effect as well. Guys, we got the best bits on this show. <laughs> I was trying to make a topical joke about the guy who made the Sylvanet dice, also really good at sculpting Bretonian lords. Um, <laughs> hold hold that thought, Val, because that's coming up a little later on. I was going to be like, you know, you guys have your cool old world podcast now. Like, we're going to move back to 40k, but then they released what can only be described as the most horrific miniature um, <laughs> ever know, released. You know, like, we're, you know, we're 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 like bottom tier content. We're the cool podcasts. We're on our fancy podcasts. <laughs> No one listens to this podcast anymore because no. everyone started their own goddamn podcast this week. <laughs> John, what you been up to, man? What's yeah. your what's your yeah, thing? what's your podcast, John? <laughs> Mine is the final semester of a undergraduate degree, twenty years too late. Fair enough. Hey, I hear Get, that. When when I'm done with that, then I'll start my own podcast with <laughs> blackjack and hookers. Rob Mules. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's move on. Let's let's get some state of play. Dicky, you were fast on that button this week. Like you got that? one. You got, you got one eagle. Really? Um, welcome to the state of play. Uh, this is the segment where we catch up with what we've been up to in Warhammer in the last week. This week, though, we're going to break down our entire player base and then split them into five broad and offensive Perfect. stereotypes Beautiful. Uh, to help you understand them and also how to get the most out of your games, as well as dipping our toes in the old worlds. And I have uh, air quotes here. Unearthed treasures. Yeah. Definitely not <laughs> what Dorian Gray would look like if there wasn't a painting. Um, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, you need an undergraduate degree for that joke. Good one, bud. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's the part that annoys me. Like, it's not that you made a Dorian drink. Like, oh, I'm sorry that I don't have a law degree and I can't properly make jokes about literature. John, you have an English degree. <laughs> The highest of the low, bro. Let's go. Man, fantastic. So this weekend is the upcoming, of course, annual LVO, one of the biggest uh, tournaments in the world. It's an insane Mm. time. And it's also a super popular time for people to decide, yes, this is the only tournament I will attend this year. So for those people... <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say something amusing? That's a really maybe? good joke, John. That is uh, like just really the the truth of it. There, it, it is the so truth thank of you it. For that, yeah. Um, because these mega events do attract like a wide range of player base. The kind of a smaller localized GT. Some people might be turned off of going because, like, if you go to a GT in a certain section of Florida, um, you're just going to be sold coaching services for five rounds. Whereas if you go to LVO. <laughs> There's a chance you can submarine and avoid all those guys and just be, be a dick and to win me the whole table. But yeah. only one of those GTs has a really good chance of scoring some meth as well. You'll have to That's guess. That's true. That's true. Wait a minute. We're having to pick between Vegas as a place to get drugs and Florida. I think that's a lose lose. This is an aliens versus predators scenario. <laughs> oh, there's certainly a lot of predators. Um, so, in both states, but in for both states, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's already gone off the rails. So in order, Danny, I don't know about you. You've played a lot at LVO. I played a bunch at LVO. It's a varying experience of quality because you don't know who you're playing. It's different from your local RTT where I can look around the room and be like, God, I do not want to play Alex. Please, Jesus. I will literally just pass the entire game if I'm paired up with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, it's Taylor. I'm just going to scream at him and then play Anya after the judge tells us to calm down. True story. <laughs> Sail away, John. Yeah, sail away. Um, yeah, uh, there was every time I have played uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor Pearson, at a tournament, we have screamed at each other in a friendly yet loud way so much that a judge has had to come over to tell us to calm down, at which point uh, one of us will pull out our phone and start playing Anya very loudly to show how calm we're being and then just continue to yell. It's, it's the worst, and I'm not even one of these stereotypes coming up here. Calmer than you uh, are. But we're going to go through five common stereotypes of people you're going to find. And then we're going to give you our top hints for how to survive a game uh, with these terrible and wonderful people that, that we might come up against. Danny, I had you, I asked you earlier in the week for five different kinds of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave me five titles and I, we kind of yeah. winged it from there. Uh, so first <laughs> you did a fantastic up, job. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. You're first welcome. up. Can't wait to see. These guys. Danny, totally what are we looking wrong. at? This is totally wrong, John. <laughs> I love that picture. So John, this is for a whack player. You can see here we have an early ETC a 40K game where a gentleman is blocked off the entire back half of the table with fruit, not allowing his white scars opponent to come on the table. Some of the traits of a whack player or win at all cost player are takes the toughest list possible. Probably someone else's list. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll use any tactical advantage twin and that means anything that means bathroom breaks that means withholding sustenance um that means psychological warfare mm. oh they mm. will bend the rules occasionally but not break them oh. unless they think they can get away with it they are technically correct <laughs> but a dick for doing it um 
<laughs> winning is more important than the shared player experience, which, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the game is about me, not about anyone else. Um, and then owns an airbrush and knows how to jizz three colors onto models quickly. <laughs> Probably the defining trait. <laughs> what? Wow, that was well, quick. It's nice that you put the most handsome man in 40K on there. And I, I did. Appreciate that. I did say when I was originally doing this slide, I originally did put Manny's picture up there with a little asterisk at the top said picture not related, but like in really little <laughs> text for attention. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it came across as a little mean. Um, so I took it off. Wow. Yeah, I like the flashing flash, it. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is a joke. this is obviously this is a seminal and important episode, uh, seminal even, if you will. Um, Does flow. And uh, what I wanted to just just clarify here is I think perhaps a nuance of when it all costs because I think actually on the whole this is an accurate description of how people view it but I yeah. would say that when at all costs in my mind a true whack player is someone willing to cheat huh um, because that would, be, that would be a, that, that would be you know all costs including one's personal uh, integrity and credibility that that is truly a cost, and we have shed many a tear for the players we've lost along the way behind ruins <laughs> and through down water cups, down toilets. <laughs> but, but so, do you guys? Because I think a whack player to me, my, I don't know if we, I have, I have not reviewed the notes, but like, like, would you guys say that a whack player would be an order of magnitude above what I like to call a tryhard? Like yes. a person who is, you know, bringing the toughest as possible, probably someone else's list, you know, yeah. finds every edge. There's, there's a maybe lot of angle carry. shoots a bit. There's a lot of carryover between your whack and tryhard isn't on this list. Um, but for me, the difference tryhard is solidly a two, three GT player. So they'll win two games yep. and they'll lose three. And those, lot, and those last two rounds when they are three, uh, three nil down for the weekend. They are literally the worst person to play against because they went there. Guys, we just found the Val Hevelfinger category. <laughs> Their name is like Todd Smith. They've played Netcons for a week and a half. Um, and they are going to win LVO. And they can't understand it out. why they're being just like killed the entire time. Yeah. The old Terry Tryhard, John. We all know about, about that guy. <laughs> Terry Tryhard. Mm-hmm. Um so, Danny, what is the, the mentality of, of a whack player going into a game? Like, what are they looking to get out of it? Not saying you are one, just saying you have mm-hmm. the, the psychological knowledge of the player base. Yeah, John, the first thing that they're going to want to check is how often their opponent either leaves the table or their eyes leave the table so that they can make the most advantage of any slight nudges or fast <laughs> picked up nudges. that they can possibly manage. So they're looking at mannerisms. They're watching body language. If this person seems competent, maybe they'll try and play on the up and up for a few turns just to kind of give them a false sense of security and then slam in there with that uh uh with the with the with that try hard win at all cost attitude and kind of like really take the victory home by yeah. withholding information and making sure that their opponent doesn't know what they're actually doing and then when it's confusing using the most advantageous interpretation of what could possibly be happening to their benefit. I you think- know that was an Sorry. excellent description. And I would, I was just a withering barrage of redundant questions, I think is also <laughs> really, really a key element in that. Just, just an oh. exhausting Can you just show me cross-examination yeah. of the most basic Can information. 
Come on, man. My my favorite example of like a whack player playing is, oh well, I said at the start of the turn that my intent was to be on the objective, and you're just like, well, that's cool, but the objective is seven inches away, and you rolled a six, so <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah you weaponizing playing with intent as well. Uh, Danny, you roll up to your first game at LVO. You're fresh faced. You're happy. You didn't bank all of your time, practice, energy, and money and buying 30 immortals for your Necron army. You have a good list. I already had 30. Yeah. So I'm good. Um, <laughs> how do you approach it? How do you approach a game uh, against a, a, a whack, whack willy, shall we say? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So for whack willy uh, or willy whacker, as I like to call him. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, you just you know, the, the really the 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 first key move is to establish dominance, John. Mm -hmm. um, you have to really make sure that they know that you're not there to fuck around. You're not there to like have a good time. You're there for the same thing that they are, and that's to win games. And that's what that's the only thing they respect. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of like animal style face off against them. Yeah. Well, what I do is I try and I try and loom. Like I make my body really big so that what they're you mean intimidated by my presence. Yeah, you're pretty what big. do you mean try? You're like eight foot tall. What the hell? <laughs> you're like a Sam Squatch, like looming over you, like Jesus. Yeah, I think like looming man. is a is a actually how one might describe Danny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's true. That's fair. Fair. Fair point. Fair point. Dicky <laughs> as Canada's number three uh, couch. Uh, for the WTC team. Number one, yeah, go ahead. No, number three couch, number one coach. You gotta oh, listen right. to the words I'm oh. saying. I, I um, assume, yeah. Okay, go ahead. What is what is your guys' experience of, of when it all costs players? Are those kind of players promoted in a, like a competitive team environment, or is that something you guys aren't super interested in? Uh, no, for Canada, there's um like a player agreement, and uh, generally. Uh, if players are caught uh, nudging models, as, as Danny mm -hmm. said, or mm -hmm. uh, being douchebags, uh, they're generally not allowed on the team. I like that. That's the general rule. There's, 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 there's room to massage in that, <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. clock. Maybe, maybe he won't nudge, and uh, he'll oh. be no. Uh, we, the player code conduct is pretty strict, to be honest. So uh, we do not want that. Uh, Canada uh, has a wide. Uh, wide and long history of getting sportsmanship awards and we want to kind of keep that relatively mm -hmm. uh, positive yeah their chode style with their sportsmanship like sportsmanship a real yep. wide berth of, of sportsmanship berth. awards but lots of draws yeah well we do have a lots of draws last year so yeah that was we didn't want to win we didn't want to offend anyone by winning so uh we just kept drawing <laughs> you, you uh, might want to say that there was a bit of a handshake agreement in those games yeah that's true <laughs> yeah uh, handshake is in the, definitely a big L liberal move by Canada yeah. on that one. Yeah, big L, yeah. The blonde white lady with the Stanley Cup on the bottom left hand corner is what? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you for no selling that. It didn't deserve it. Like burr, whatsoever. Burr. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, moving on. Next, Danny. You said there's oh. CAC people. What are we looking at here? John, your typical CAC is going to be, uh, you know, really in into making sure that they are uh, Char Charlie CAC. Yeah. We're giving them all names now. That makes sense. CAC. I really like this. I'm going to be using this. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're going to use uh like any kind of gaming virtue virtue signaling that they possibly can so oh. like i don't play competitively i'm a really nice person um just all lies um as much <laughs> as they can to just front load the lies to their opponent so that their opponent maybe is like taken off guard and they're like oh this will be a really fun casual game it won't be it'll be casual yeah. at all costs including fun so um <laughs> fun is the ultimate cost fun is the first thing to die john with a cock yeah oh yeah so i put down here things like they've created their own faqs for friday night's garage game session yeah those guys. uh they say that they're not like those whack players uh their <laughs> army isn't much more they do, generally they don't go to tournaments um but here's a question cack and whack are those yeah. just derogatory terms they made up for each other so your garage uh, player made up whack to use as an insult towards players who go to torment and vice versa. You know, the first uh, usage of CAC in the English uh, language <laughs> was your done mom's by the first settlers of San Francisco. Um, oh. uh, nobody really knows what it means anymore. Mm. Uh, like what the, Casual at all costs. It says right there. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's the English interpret. That's the common usage now. But originally, that's not what it was used for. It meant something completely different. Okay. I'm going to trust you in that. You rock up to the table. You're a CAC player, Danny. Yeah. Uh, which the Scottish to me loves calling you a CAC player. Look, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm all about the CAC, John. Uh, what's your mindset rocking up to your games? As a CAC player? Yeah. Yep. All right. So the first thing I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to start with a bunch of lies about how much fun I am to play. Um, and secretly, even though I say that this is a direct representation of like the Ultramarines of McCrag, um, it's actually just uh, the hardest possible list that I could make while still kind of taking Iron hands Leviathan. I normally see. <laughs> so even though I'm a for fun player and uh, I like uh, I don't like to go to tournaments, uh, I'm still playing basically the hardest possible list that I can at all the time. And uh and this complain about it, I'm gonna be like, well, I didn't take the you know, like the medalist, I took a softer. I thought yeah. I was being fun. I I can't tell you how boom roasted this is. Like this is the most <laughs> on the nose <laughs> destruction of uh, like I, I'm gonna be using CAC all the time. I love CAC. CAC is Good, is, is has entered the vernacular. <laughs> this is this is brilliant, casual at all costs. Is it's, it's just it's everything I wanted wanted to be and more. I wow. can't tell you a better def. This could not be more representative yeah. of I would say this would also be I, oddly in the definition. There's nothing here about um, just terminally online and making comments at every possible turn uh, oh. that uh, that signals their tremendous virtue and refined taste. Uh, when it comes to uh, making value judgments about the hobby, uh, they, I think it's a big, you know, big key key element of the of the CAC personality trait. Val, you bring up a good point. Um, this is this is frontline gaming <clears throat> signal from the frontline's target audience right here. <laughs> oh man! I mean, it's a deep burn, <laughs> but is it really that inaccurate? You said signal, and that's just the first thing that that popped into my mind. Um, you know. I'm getting a signal from John uh, mm -hmm. that we should talk about the great deals that you can get in frontline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, discounts, um, uh, the web store. 
that's great. That's great. And they'll ship great. to you in the contiguous United States for uh, for free if you order enough stuff. And just, for the non-contiguous, for just a great value unless it's a table. You. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny, you roll up, you meet this person, you're round two now, you're 0 and 1 because the first person nudged their models out of the way. Now you're coming up against, uh, Charlie casual at all costs, AKA John Miller is added up there. Uh, and he does the signs. He says, you know, he doesn't try. Uh, how do you approach this game? So you have fun. Have you ever just powered through something? even though you don't want to, and you just want to kind of like finish two and, like, and a half years and counting, but yeah. yeah I so, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. This is what I'm doing in this game. I just want it to be over. Um, it's like, at least the whack guy is honest about what he is. Kind of, um, this guy is not. Is the difference between CAC and whack just, uh, the ability to be honest with yourself? No, John, it's actually just one letter. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so dry god i got it Lacroix. that joke was so dry yeah, um, alex b coming in chat saying shotgun three beers which i think is uh honestly unless you're a recovering alcoholic a really good hint because it will be painful um if you are in the mid tables in lvo uh you will play this person uh i would say two times maybe three I'll be honest. I'd recommend the 11 loco, John. I think that that's probably one of the best ways to get through that game. And not, not through the day, uh, but definitely the 11 loco. You're going to be hung over the next game. Yeah, true. Uh, Next up round three happens. Uh, We're Owen two because you got so tilted. uh, Charlie Cack uh, for you were like, I don't care. Just let's get this game over with. Uh, And you come up to with what you described as the fluff master. (laughs) I can't believe you got a picture of a guy actually pushing up his glasses. Like, <laughs> um, the fluff master is fluff masters are known. Um, Frankie fluff masters are known for their deep knowledge of the lore. Oh, um, would rather lose to add motivation to their army than actually win a game at times. So just kind of going in there all out uh, devours 40 K fiction has read every book. Um, even nemesis. And looks down on you for using Imperial Fist rules with your blue and gold marines. They'll also debate lore with you with you mm. far past the point that an ordinary person actually keeps. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny, tell us about games against Frankie Fluffmaster. You know, Frankie Fluffmaster is actually probably a pretty fun game. Like, we're not, we don't care about really what the rules are. We're just rolling dice. We're pushing models across the table. I'm probably going to win. So I'm having a great time. Counterpoint. You will win. Um, but some of my worst games have been against Frankie Fluffmaster. Really? Did you say something that was incorrect to the fluff? Because I will just agree with anything they say about the background. <laughs> just to like, just, you know, just for lubrication. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the problem. Whereas like I said something, I'm going, oh, that's not accurate. Or you can't do that. Uh, so you, also, might, w- you might have thought you were playing Fluffmaster, but that sounds like you came across a CAC. Oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, this was my LVO experience where um, every time his uh, Jukari person made a reroll, he said, thank you, mistress. Um, <laughs> under his breath. Uh, and yeah, Like he was trying to hide it from the world. Like it was he was embarrassed of it. Like he knew how much of a. Yeah. 
But it's like, like you know, you have a lucky sports shirt you wear when your team plays. Uh, being creepily perverse uh, was how he managed to lose games of 40K. So he, wow. he, he could not actually uh, lose that at all. Ah, the famous discomfort strategy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Danny, what's this person going to LVO to do? Like, what, what are they rocking up to the table? What's their goals? Um, John, I feel like the fluff master is there to show with their knowledge of the rules, how superior they are to any other, any of the other players that they're there. I'm sorry, with their superior knowledge of the background. Um, they just want to be uh, there to show people how smart they are and how much they love the game. Also, it's very painful when playing a game um, to be told about the, like the lore history of units in your army. Again, this is why I added the point at the bottom far past the point an ordinary person cares. <laughs> when they're like, well, you know, in the in the fluff, like immortals wouldn't move that way because of this and this. I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. I just want to grab this yeah. guy too. <laughs> like, your Dorn is modeled with the wrong shoes. <laughs> name is Converse, man. You, this, I, I would say that that this is also the the, the this is what a CAC player envisions themselves as. Right. I, yeah. I'd say Frankie's oh, yeah. left master is a very 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 small minority. Yes. Of, of all total of total players. I would say a lot of players identify <clears throat> as Frankie Fluffmaster, but present as CAC. Indeed. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, Danny, how do you and you said you how do you approach this game? Like what what are you doing uh, around? Oh, we're just having a good time. Guy. We're drinking beers if that's a thing. We're high fiving when people roll good. Like this is your classic great game of 40k, but I'm only nice to them because I know I'm already gonna win. <laughs> truly harmless yeah yeah right yeah like a puppy gonna agree uh so so danny you're two and one now you're feeling pretty good you're buzzed from the beers from that last round uh you've gone out you've partied you've woken up incredibly hungover because it's you know saturday <laughs> into right. sunday uh game four you're pitted up against narrative neville who I didn't change the byline for but i ignore that right now <laughs> it's the same byline to be honest. it works I just want to say I couldn't find like a good picture to represent this, so I found this Reddit comment uh, oh, no. where it just they say they are they are plot hole they're talking about Primaris and they're like there are plot holes in the history. It seems like they're overpowering and, and gray knight or custodes. GW should just call it official rescaling and their soulless, rootless history clone, clone troopers. I tried to see if he made other comments. That account is now suspended. Oh. 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 So so it fits the description, so I kept it there. Uh, but Danny, take us through a narrative Neville. So narrative Neville is someone who's similar to a fluff master. Um, they're going to craft the story of the game that you're playing. They're going to tell you a little story about how maybe their, their warlord is feeling at any, on any given oh. turn. Like, well, I'm feeling pretty good here, feeling pensive. Um, I woke up with an upset stomach, so I took some space marine rollades. Like all that kind of stuff is what <laughs> is what they're going to tell you about. They've also promoted their units in their army based on their in-game performance. So sergeants. Yeah naturally are just regular Marines that they've painted a red helmet on um, to show that they're, uh, you know, they did something cool. Mm -hmm. But Danny, in that one game in, that one game in 1995, yeah. that Sergeant single-handedly took down a Lictor with reactionary fire. The, these and Space Marines are on 25 millimeters for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he broke off the, the little plastic arm that was glued to his metal model and glued on a power fist. That's how he became a veteran Sergeant. That's yeah. right. Um, it won't take good units as there was no lore reason why they'd be there. 
I just um, imagine that Sardinia Tactical Marine bolter like this, rigid on, and then a power fist like this, like right <laughs> beside, because they just took the supporting hand away. Yeah, it's like he's got his hand like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, oh, um, sorry, this yeah. Primaris loves true scale and enjoys casual games that take about four hours per 500 points. <laughs> um, I do have to say that this is probably not a player that you're going to run into at tournaments very often. They're no. only there to support their friend who wanted to play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Or a good narrative devil. It's an LVO. It's an LVO style mega event where yeah, sure. like playing is secondary to to like actually attending. Now, you unlike the Fluffmaster, would narrative Neville be in the actual narrative? Are, are we actually in a player here? Because I feel like the CAC would be uh, more likely to either be, uh, you know, in the uh, you know in the in the casual uh, tournament. Um, uh, whereas you know, Fluffmaster, I can I can see them out and about in the general population. Mm-hmm. Would this player actually, you know, self-identify enough to you know sort themselves out into a different play format for an event? Bell, I think you'll find them most often in the 40k friendly. The friendly, that's the word I was or, looking for. Or, yeah. or the narrative. I think it's probably an even split between those two events. Which um, uh, unlikely to find them at LVO like the championship. Which, by the way, the the forty k friendly, which I attended my first year at LVO, was the the biggest, cats. meanest shark tank full of cacks. <laughs> so many cacks, uh, so many cacks, uh, me included, and I did come third. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so say one wonders uh, over to the comp tournament. Maybe their friend bought their ticket and didn't ask them which one they were going to. How do you approach playing a narrative novel? Uh, in a way that gets the game past turn one. Oh, easy. You're going to have to do something rude. And I hate to tell you to do this to anyone, but you're just going to have to interrupt them constantly. <laughs> and, ask, and like, to, in order to keep the game moving, you're going to have to ask them things like, oh, what's this unit doing? What's this <clears> unit <throat> doing? What's this unit doing? Just on every phase to make sure that you're keeping the game moving. Otherwise, they're going to tell you a story. And that story might end at turn two. Just the most passive which jeopardizes, game. which jeopardizes your opportunity to get an easy win. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they might, sure. they might, they might accidentally uh, just be ahead on turn two. There's and definitely that times can't people have lost to a narrative Neville because the game's moving so slow, and you have a late game scoring strategy. Um, and that's a very, very much it feels bad, Dicky. Oh, you're yeah. laughing out of knowledge from the looks oh, of it. That's happened so many times. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's more of a pain than a laughter, unfortunately. So it's a shame. Me. Team Canada's guidelines don't let you correct people uh, about their speed of play. I, I'm just also enjoying like the blocks. I'm enjoying the mental image of presenting uh, either the CAC, the uh, the fluff master, and the narrative Neville with just a chess clock, like just putting it on the table. Oh yeah, it'd be like putting a handgun on the table. It'd be like like it's similar <laughs> similar vibe. Like, but we'll pretend that this is America was a normal thing. Like we're going to go to a country where that's not that's that's unusual. My favorite. I still say that's a pretty big level set. I think he, you know throwing a pistol down yeah, on the tabletop would you know just do it on vibe stream. shift. Just do it on stream. Put down like an airsoft pistol right on the table and just see the reaction. (laughs) Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my favorite example, like chess closeness, was there was a CAC player 
Um, you, you know this one, Danny, playing up against a, a guy who was up here who used to play called Rob. And they demanded that they use a chess clock and they needed to use a chess clock. And Rob came back with, I think, the sickest burn I've ever heard in Warhammer, where he just turned to the guy and very quietly said, I will table you long before your chess clock runs out. <laughs> wow. it, was pretty ep- it was a pretty epic move. Like, and the he guy did. was getting little, real squirrely with him. And he was like, look, dude, like we can play with a chess clock, but I'm going to table you before you even like get to the end of the chess clock even if you just put it on my time the whole time i'll table you in an hour and a half it'll be fine wow some whack behavior yeah. some whack shit right there, right there. <laughs> that's uh, a big whack hack <laughs> so danny you're coming to the end of your gt you're now three and one because the game with narrative neville didn't get past round two and you foolishly played end of round five objectives you were really okay. banking on that gambit and, yeah, you, didn't work out. and you come up against uh, the unicorn of the tournament scene, uh, the hobbyist. Oh, oh hmm. lovely. <laughs> you love to see this, honestly. And this is probably a pretty typical round five for people in the loser's bracket. Um, oh, I've played this a lot. <laughs> the hobbyist is focused on the assembly, conversion, and painting of miniatures. Makes They make elaborate dioramas. They attend events as a way of showing off their models through the medium of playing games. They are un okay, hold on. I have to say this real quick. They are unbelievably friendly or they are unbelievably awful and will go into great detail on how they made their model or did that paint job. Let me just add a little asterisk there. Okay. Now it's accurate. Thank you. I missed that on the first read through. So that's my bad, John. How dare you? I know. You on purposely missed it uh, to make fun of me for humor. That was my, that was, that was the entirety of it. was the intent, yeah, the entirety. Uh, so tell us about the hobbyist mindset when going to these mega events. Well, John, uh, the hobbyist is here. He's thinking about his miniatures. He's thinking about showing off. He's thinking about maybe getting some big commission bucks um, by showing off his models oh, as a kind of way that he never can uh, advertise his painting service. Yeah. Um, and That's yeah, really it, so it either is going to go one of two ways in his games. Number one, he's an excellent hobbyist, but also think that he's God's gift to four hundred forty thousand, um, which is sadly the case with some people. Oh, he's um, number one or, in demons, and they're not. Um, and then, or they just they don't think that they just want to play some games with their models. They're they're just having a good time. They want to show their cool their cool miniatures that they made, and they want to get a paint score. That's the really big point. They are getting a paint score every time. Well, I never thought of it as like a business trip to drum up like future commissions. That's really smart of just playing like six games and like being exposed to thousands of people. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, man. Uh, Danny, approaching in the game with the hobbyist, how do you have the most fun out of that experience? I compliment their models, John. Even if I think they look stupid. (laughs) Nailed it. Man, so you compliment their models, make them feel all, all pretty, uh, take your win and leave, right? Yep. Because I feel with this game, they don't really care about the outcome. Uh, they're not moving slowly uh, because it's not like for, for a lack of trying. They just don't yeah, they care. they don't care. Uh, Unless they so. really care. And then you've got some horrible cack, like hobbyist monster. I feel like a, I feel like a cack player, again, would... would um, would talk about all of their amazing hobby and Even really just have very mediocre bullshit on the table. So I, you know, the hobbyist 
The the hobbyist, however, would actually have like I, I I'm not sure if you're familiar with David Koska. I think is is perhaps the archetypal uh, hobbyist, one of the most outgoing, friendly guys ever. Uh, who I once argued with about whether or not my uh, my army tray matched the bases, uh, and uh, after 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 yelling, <laughs> raising my voice a little, realized that he was genuinely horrified that I could possibly think that my army tray matched the bases. Um, well, yeah, uh, you know, you these, these are people; these are passionate people who perhaps view hobby uh, with the same degree of of intensity as perhaps the whack player views winning. You um, use teal for the bases, you aquamarine for the mat. I don't understand it, and you should feel yeah, bad. The turquoise really offsets that, makes it look like red. Well, I think the crux of that argument was that they meant the same. The, the, the mat is the same as the bases, not match, as in this blue shirt matches my blue jeans. You know? That's like, why you're cat. Right? Anyway. Um, yes, I think I think the hobbyist is an excellent subgenre category. I, I, I definitely a particular player. And also, um, often, uh, you know, highly, highly rewarded. I mean, hobby, yep. hobby, uh, hobby prize support, uh, even after the, the sportsmanship stuff has gone away, hobby prize support still heavy out there. These people are out there to contend, take home, to take home hardware and, uh, that gun that they're going to do it. Yeah. Guys, uh, uh, starting with Dickie, who's being conspicuously quiet up in the corner. Uh, rank yourself. What are you out of those five broad stereotypes? Where do to, you lie? May, may I may I pause for a second? I think there was an incredibly important archetype that we have we have missed. Okay. Oh, oh, what's, what's that? that? Wasted Willie. They just <laughs> super fucking hammered. So oh, drunk, yeah. they don't know what the hell oh. they're doing or where they are. Occasionally, multiple GT winning talent in the Wasted Willie. Oh, we already have, we already have, oh, we already have a uh, Wasted yeah. Walter? Uh, no, we have Whack Willie, yeah. Uh, wait, uh, here, can't use Willie. Here, I got it. Uh, next wasted slide. Waldo. What? Wasted Waldo. I think, I, like, perhaps one of the worst subgenres of, of large GT uh, player, in my opinion. Um, because they don't really fall into any of these categories. In fact, one wonders how they arrived at the event in the first place. <laughs> Hopefully it was a designated driver. Belt. <laughs> Hopefully it was a DT. That's right. <laughs> Tell me when it's ready there, uh, John. Oh, it's ready. You can go. I get no, yeah, Bob, I'm still doing it. I'm typing away. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I feel like the wasted Waldo though, could fall into any of these categories, like as a, like as a, an addendum or, you know, kind of like an add on. Right, like any of these guys could be wasted. Right. No, well, they could be, but the wasted Waldo is there particularly to be wasted. One again right. wonders why they need the medium of Warhammer to 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 define their wastedness in any way, shape, or form. They could have just gotten wasted anywhere, but they choose to get wasted at the Warhammer tournament. Um, sometimes barfing yeah. on themselves, um, falling down, being in one's pants. Um, they are they literally are, maybe shitting yourself at the table. That perhaps, happened at one perhaps shitting themselves. <laughs> it happened uh, once. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, uh, you know, and the wasted Waldo, perhaps the best round four opponent one could ever oh, dream of. Amazing. I have that in there. They're an auto win round four. As they <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Unless you get repaired. Yeah. Yeah. The bummer. Uh, the drops. You know what's going to happen. 
and they probably do play space wolves or orcs. Um, they're, they're always like drunk on grain alcohol. I mean, it's just yeah, their yeah. army's not painted. You know, like it's it's yeah, yeah. Who cares, dude? I'm just gonna put in here: army is painted in quotation marks. <laughs> and then also the army uh, is not actually theirs. Could could potentially not be theirs. Uh, certainly missing pieces. Um, you know, various uh, turrets perhaps no longer on tanks. Oh, um, uh, you know, it's arms broken that. off. Uh, you know, clear disregard for uh, for personal safety there. Yeah, let's just go round two. Comes back to your table looking for a dice that they forgot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Here's a crude. <laughs> I had to use scissors on one of my, I had to use a pair of scissors on one of my uh, hammerheads to represent long strike because I forgot my long strike turret at home um, at a pretty recent event. So that was pretty dope. <laughs> Someone said here, this is, this is a deep old cut for you guys, but sails from dark elder ships broke off in an elevator shaft. It's <laughs> <laughs> an old Brad Chester move right there. And then we yeah. got a at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, beautiful okay so we we've added our waste of waldo i love that little addendum thank you val it's no the problem. chameleon type because it can be anyone uh but dicky who are you now that val's bought you five minutes yeah it's this is uh i have to say it's a tough one. Oh, um you're unreadable you're dice. Dice. <laughs> I, I think i think i'm uh, uh i think i'm a win at all costs or i feel like i'm win at all costs without the like without the cheating probably this is why this is why I think that that you know that that you know uh much like uh perhaps uh perhaps the CAC yeah. also has the, the the is the yin to the flop master slash narrative Neville Yang. Yeah. Uh perhaps Willie Wack has Terry Tryhard as as perhaps a less uh nefarious uh manifestation yeah. of, you know- of of the player. Jumping in there real quick, uh, Mikael is in chat. He's letting us know the picture that's on screen right now. He was two tables away at the time. He was a part oh. of Warhammer history. Uh, and that just makes him the coolest person, though. Look at that's that narrative so cool. devil. Amazing. Just telling yeah. stories even in chat. Oh, man. <laughs> really just interrupting our float. No, I'm kidding. Um, Misha's definitely a competitive player. <laughs> I will say, uh, yeah. personally, jumping in, uh, I would uh, classify myself in these very broad terms as a CAC player. Yep. Um, because I say I don't care, but it really fucking bothers me sometimes when I lose uh, and I know uh, I shouldn't. Um, but uh, like not all the way CAC, I would say. Um, half ca- you're all half CAC? Half CAC. Half CAC. But yeah, well, what about everyone else? Let's throw it out there. I would say I'm probably a mix between the uh, whack and a wasted waldo <laughs> oh it depends where the event you're sitting I yeah guess. that's true yeah that's true yeah uh i think only the only 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 one on here that could fit my description would would be the whack player for sure um okay wow i'm, I'm trying as hard i'm sweaty i'm sweaty um i'm, I'm uh, wearing a beanie hat it's right um you know uh, i'm often a, a mess of nerves uh it's Likely uncomfortable to play me often. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be whack for me for sure. Nice. Uh, free radio Armageddon saying their narrative with Waldo if they're more than zero and four. 
which I think is an important scale because the longer you go without a win, the more likely to devolve into Waldo you are. <laughs> That's true. Directly correlated to current record. Wow. And then Dicky. Yep. Yeah. You're putting it off. What you? What uh, are you? I, I I think I said it. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm a a whack without all the cheating stuff. Uh, it's probably where I sit. You're a whack and you cheat. Uh, just remember no, that without, when you're drawing without, against Canada. Yeah. Also, Hair. I question why one needs stone and airbrush if you're just going to jizz on your models anyway. Like it's kind of well, you're shooting it through an airbrush. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's the important part. But the what do you thin the consistency third. to? It's like milk, Val. It's milky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're already there. Well, Danny's gonna Danny's gonna no go get water some to more. Danny's <laughs> gonna go get some more protein in his diet, and we're do. on forward. What's our yeah, guy? I could probably use a little bit of of like thinner because it's pretty thick normally. Oh, what drinks? Oh, well, for that we're gonna move on here. Uh, <laughs> again, we're gonna throw up our warning slide here because there will be slight discussions of Warhammer: The Old World. I- if you want more in-depth discussions of Warhammer the Old World, uh, choose between your Square-based Tuesday mornings or your uh, Old World Charmy whenever your release date is on a weekly basis. Uh, we release happens. on Mondays, for real. Oh. I promise. And uh, and also... Uh, I signed up for the Patreon. Where's my, fo- where's my fucking follow-up episode? It should be going up any, any, any day now. Any and this, now. It's yeah. Tuesday, Danny. It's as Thursday. I reminded everyone, it's Wednesday before. in in Australia, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, then blame Adam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's running this podcast? Me? No one. Don't, don't worry, worry guys. Free for all. <laughs> this is why this is why old world content will be banned after this week uh, because they just can't control themselves. Um, they get all kinds of excited. Uh, but speaking of old world. Uh, you can check out all of Danny and Dickie's fantastic reviews of all of the different forces available. Oh yeah, this is a good uh, one this, show too. This next slide coming up here. Oh yeah, Beautiful. we all did all those. You did so many. So if you want Nine. some really great <laughs> if you want some really great in-depth faction focuses telling you some of the best units and changes uh, without watching someone flick through a book, uh, these are yeah. just uh, some phenomenal videos the guys did great on. Um, I don't really want to talk about the great stuff right now. What I want to talk about is this, uh, which is the ugliest goddamn face I have ever seen. Wow. Talk to us about <laughs> this Bretonian Lord. Yeah. I saw a paint job where they made the eyes not look. Not Cyclops. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Was it this next he one here? Like he had too much plastic surgery, right? I mean, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. That wins. Yeah, you got you killed me. I, I don't have any rejoinder to that. <laughs> I live in, in pain. <laughs> uh, uh, go back up, back up. Yeah, I need. And so after after so the show after the show this morning on a, on a different show, um, uh, we had a comment, and uh, I think I think it's actually important to to read this out because uh, I I hate ragging on this because Bretonian Lord Doofus isn't exactly a testament to Martin Futitz sculpting ability oh yeah he does good stuff his yep. resume also includes masterpieces such as a plastic such as plastic nagash the new wow. black coach seventh edition metal high elf characters fifth edition eldar farseers Warcry centurion marshal plastic inquisitorial rat new and several sisters of battle miniatures he is one of the most talented sculptors in gw uh 
Gotta start Best thing that happened to Elves since yeah. Jess Goodwin. So, who just so happened to forget a model was due before a long weekend. <laughs> I, this very so well might honestly, be the first model he's a tryout model. <laughs> Uh, I will say, okay, the rest of the model for me, fantastic. Like, I love the posing. I love the the sword. The hand's a little weird in the sword, but like, I love the cloak. The flipper. There's okay. a lot. John, yeah. the hand not on the sword is so much worse than the hand on the sword. Yeah, what? <laughs> it like, looks it so? like it's the wrong yeah, hand. It looks like all the, yeah, the fingers are all the same length as well. Uh, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> why Bretonian ladies are so barefooted. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I like a lot of the models, just the head is so breathtaking, awful. It's, it's breathtaking, <laughs> like it's this, terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, at least, oh man, <laughs> you know, when it's even just like the eyes, yeah, I think. it's the eyes are awful. Uh, the cheekbones are very there? high, though. Too. Do you it's think how much, how much of this is paint job on the face, and how much can be not saved a lot? By a not a lot, no, of that is sculpted, like. All right. <laughs> Counterpoint. I yeah. saw a different paint job on this model today and it looked totally fine. Wait, but I think that, that they just like send it to me painted right now. the eyes on this show. I don't believe you. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I just can't get over the, the, like for me, like, yes, the face is, is incredible, but like the, the hand on the hilt of the sword is just, is just, is just Danny DeVito in Batman returns. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, I can't, I can't, it's just, I can't stop staring at it. Like a lot of the face, but that flipper hand is just unbelievable. But hands and faces, guys, they're hard. They're hard. It's classically difficult thing to nail when you're in the visual or three-dimensional arts. So obviously this was a model in which he was still developing skills. Uh, and went and sold. They're now selling. And, and, you know, like this would be. You know, does does this give you guys more or less hope for future models in the oh, old geez. world range? Well, we know things have developed since this. That's for sure. Both in this man's uh, personal uh, how repertoire. Much, how, how much of the closet? How this? much of the new range is them just finding things uh, from <laughs> two thousand and eight? Oh man, I do think it's cool. Like, I mean, there's 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 a bunch of like legendary because there's always because like fantasy was left to left to die of of thirst and hunger um there were all there were like there were like rampant rumors of like oh they're sitting on a treasure trove of plastic bretonians which maybe they still are because they didn't release them for this um uh and but like there's also like there's genuinely a like plastic dwarf lord um uh that was like created and then uh, apparently like the the tooling wasn't good enough so it didn't pass quality control which Alan Merritt posted about on Facebook, I saw, out, which, which is also hilarious because Alan Merritt, also the person who implemented Finecast, but that somehow made, meant quality control. Um, so, you know, maybe there, maybe there are some like cool quality things that they shelved or didn't, didn't wind up producing. Who knows? Not uh, necessarily Dick, this guy. No, Dickie, we are going to skip a whole bunch of stuff right now because that cool segment I planned, I didn't do timing it with well at all. Uh, so we're going to skip right down to slide 22. Uh, he can't. Little, little behind it. Well, it's the number two beside the number two. Hey, T. One, one, two, two. And now it's three, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go straight to three, our game. Four. Yeah. Ah. Spike those levels. <laughs> I love that shit. Okay. 
God. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like, that was... It's the only way I can do anything. Oh, that's all I have. That's the first time I've had to rip my headphones out when it did it. It was so sudden and loud. We have to go yeah, like maybe. adjust. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome uh, to the lovers of the printed word uh, across Games Workshop's Black Library. Get ready to test your powers of literary evaluation on the prices redacted. Um, inspired uh, by the next slide down here, last weekend's release of The End and the Death uh, Volume 3, oh, even though this is a picture of Volume 1. I was going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I, say, I put it. And the slide right above, um, I call this, these books are essentially Beanie Babies for Wargamers edition, um, oh, which is how I currently view, uh, view these things. Here. Rough ride. <laughs> uh, the bots one, uh, as the next slide shows down, is this is one person sharing all of the God, individual copies of the end and the death that they bought. Uh, and then to resell on eBay for 400 to $600 is the current going rate for part three. Uh, for people who don't realize that, I think they're going to just publish it as a regular book anyway. I don't quite know. Uh, so you missed the point of limited edition, John. That's why I called it the Beanie Babies of Wargaming, Val. Nice. <laughs> Got him. Uh, <laughs> so what I have done is I've scoured eBay uh, for limited edition copies that are on sale uh, on eBay. Now, uh, End in the Death is not on here because that's mm. a very simple, easy one. Um, but, uh, to represent the, the, the scalper buying these things and how scummy they are, I did cover the price with the most horrific person I could think of. Um, so as we go, oh, by the way, our first contestant, uh, hailing from Moscow, Idaho is Danny. And then uh, from the frozen forgotten wasteland of Toronto, Canada, isolated in the nuclear winter of the North. No Thank one you. but his family for company. He must keep you safe from the world. Oh, no. <laughs> It just keeps happening. It's Val. <laughs> I'll give you that, Dickie. That was actually really funny. Uh, but yeah, it's Val. Uh, so if you guys are ready, we're going to go to our first one here, uh, which is sold January 15th. It is the Black oh, Library. Oh, oh, the what? Black Library Angron, <laughs> the Red Angel Special Edition Limited Warhammer the by the Kunisir. The haunting look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're a young intern in his sightline. Young actor trying to make it in this world. Oh, it's man. Make I have I have a friend in my like my local Warhammer chat who is a degenerate like literally is planning to retire on these books. Really? Um, so I if I wow. mercifully I don't think anyone in that chat follows anything I do on you on should uh, let sense. him know. Let him see. There's a documentary about the Beanie Baby craze on Hulu, and it's very accurate, I believe, to the book market. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> Danny, I believe you. I feel like you've beaten yeah. me numerous times in a row now. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, also, time out, time out. Are we using, yeah. are we using the right rules, or are we using uh, the the like? We're using our rules. Yeah. So we're getting money for, for free parking in this game? Okay, got it. Yeah, we are. Uh, and I'm going to be using Ideneth Deepkin dice to mark your scores. Uh, so great. I hope I can So we'll them. never know who won. No one will never know. Okay. John, what is this retail for? Uh, this usually special editions retail for around $80 US, $85 around there. Um, I can't say for certain how much this retails for, but it did sell out instantly on mm -hmm. release day. Sure did. I'm going to say that this is this went for... Two hundred and seventy-five dollars, John. Two hundred and thirty dollars US. 
Oh, I wow. swear to God, if, if let me see ah. your hands. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred and four. No one cares about Angron uh, quite as much. That's really sad. That's Not even his yeah. dad. Yeah, I got that one for you there, Dickie. Uh, Thanks, from the man. UK, though. The common theme: shipping from the UK. Uh, yeah. Sorry, your sorry, sorry, your house out, GW. Uh, the second one, this is a brand new one, but it's going to be one you guys aren't super aware of. It's the Ooh. Warhammer Lords of the Lance Special Edition. Got myself one of these already. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this your list? Saturday. It's my first I'm limited edition. I have, so let's see what. House. Let's see what I can get out of this. It, it is a beautiful book. So, Danny, how much are we spending uh, on our Lords of the Lance? Lords oh. of the Lance. Um, well, this is old world, so it's naturally going to be more money. So I'm going to say this went for $225. Val, how much is your retirement account doing right now in that Lords of the Lance book? $175. Ooh. Uh, weirdly enough, $90. (laughs) Why would put it up for just Val's portfolio looking less strong. (laughs) That's retail, isn't it? Yeah, that's almost retail, and then you're paying for shipping. You have no idea how many of these books I had to scroll through to get anything that wasn't uh, this book. There are literally like hundreds of these up on eBay. So I Uh, I guess there's a bit of arbitrage going on there because yeah, if you because in the UK this probably isn't isn't eighty pounds. It's probably like forty pounds or fifty pounds. Oh, Mm -hmm. so you you can you can just on the exchange make a little bucks. Yeah. Good job, um, Val. Good job, Val. You were the closest. I got one. Is this a scrapper? Like, or like, or is this like a, a scalper actually, though? Like, I feel like maybe not. I don't know. They're just they're if you I mean, sell something on it. If you sell a limited edition book on eBay, you're scum, especially because it says confirmed <laughs> pre-order. When they okay. use the title confirmed pre-order, it means they don't have it yet. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on here, this one was sold in January. It is Ravener Return Book Two, uh, the limited edition Warhammer 40k Black Library special. New uh, Val, how much is Ravener Book Two? Oh, this is an abinet. Uh, I'm going uh, cool 225. Whoa, 225. Holy shnikes, Danny. So this is the first Eisenhorn series book that I ever read. Um, weirdly, I started in the second Ravener book. Um, <laughs> what? Who does that? It was what was available to, to me at the time. Were you anyway, just like so, reading the first one? You're like, damn it, they spoiled that. No, no. Well, oh, like I read the first one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, Bell, you said 225? Yeah, one two and a quarter. All right. I am thinking it's going to be two. No, I'm going to say 150. Yeah. <laughs> you would say that. But oh! 249. Oh! I was going to say 250. I was going to say 250. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. Uh, Ravener, <sighs> a one, very Bell. popular one. Danny, you have to listen to your nostalgia. Uh, yeah. And kind of what's important in life. Yeah, I should have gone with my gut, which is substantially gut. larger than my brain. So, yeah. <laughs> we're all uh, there, buddy. Next up, we have Swords of Calf limited special edition book, Graham McNeil, Warhammer 40,000 2021. I don't think Graham McNeil is a part of this uh, auction. I don't think he was bought as a part of this lot, regardless of what it says. Oh. Um, but how much did someone pay for Sword of Calf limited edition? The Chaos what? book. Yeah. 
149. John, I'm going to put how much this is actually worth. 399. Oh, no. 399? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. That's how much this is worth. Zero dollars. Yep. Committing to the joke. Oh, 2680. Nailed it. You won with the joke. Nailed it. Wow. 2680. I think this, this, I put this one in to show um, how much of a Beanie Baby esque situation all of these people are in. Um, It's a bad book there, Danny. Is that what you're saying? No, I just don't. I mean, yeah, this is going to oh. be a bad book. I almost okay, guarantee it. All right. Next up and last oh, off, okay. you guys are in two each, by the way. Oh. This isn't even. This isn't it's even. even a book. A, a book. This is a hmm. coffee table art book. I own this one, actually, but I've read it. Really? So it ruined all value. Oh. Um, it has some very disturbing art where blood angels are actually Japanese uh, angels. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's very. There's a lot of cool art in there, but I, I love all of these kind of style of art books. It was sold January 3rd. It looks like it's new and shrink. But gentlemen, how much did it cost? Starting with you, Danny. Well, this he's going this for the he's going one, for the win actually. here. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm gonna say $175, John. This thing probably retailed for more than a hundred bucks. I would think this thing retailed for uh, about seventy five dollars, eighty dollars. I think I spent I spent on it. Hmm. I'm standing with my mic, but it's an it's an incredible book. I will say, and I'm not just trying to get it so people buy it from me. Hundred dollars US. Hundred dollars US. When Danny, you said what? One seventy five. It is two hundred dollars and ninety nine cents. Danny Day, well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, Nick and Denny, a 3-2 winner. <laughs> As I demonstrate to Dickie what an appropriate level for an exit bumper is. <laughs> Do you want me to play it again? No. Just the best. That is just still some of the most That's thrilling so content game. that you Great can game. get. Yeah, good game. Warhammer adjacent. Woo. Good game. Uh, Disflux in chat letting us know can confirm Swords of Calf wasn't very cool. Uh, which <laughs> I think is the most polite anyone's ever been uh, about Swords of Calf. Uh, guys, we ran really long today, but that's okay. Uh, there was no around the net. We didn't get the chance to talk about um, all of the, the Necron slides I pulled up. Um, God. Or- oh, God. John, can we talk about them after LVO? I think that's going to be even better. Oh, it is going to be because of all the butt hurt from the Necron players. Uh, guys, if there is an easily exploitable loop in your army that's released a month before LVO, it will be FAQ'd before LVO. It's um, not okay. It's never mind. I'm, wait, hold on a second. Did this FAQ happen last week? Yes. The day before. And it's live for LVO? Yeah. It that was on cutoff. Day before cutoff day. That's okay. It's, it's cutoff not was that two weeks before LVO? Yep. Dang. Something like that. Oh, Danny uh, is shared the him? picture. Is this him? Oh, that's the one. Yeah, see, he looks fine. He it looks great like when he's, he's out of focus and four feet away. Like they, they gave me the smallest shot, but like it's not as good. It's just still pretty bad. I'm going to be honest. Uh, now I that see why people are though, posting. Right? The, I see why people are posting the meme of the lawyer from Always Sunny with the fake hands because yeah. it looks like he's <laughs> His wearing. His hands are so <laughs> big, actually. Yeah, well, now I see. Uh, He's very oh, yeah. strong, John. That's what that's supposed to portray. Yeah, oh. but we didn't we didn't get to talk about the the current meme of if for fifty grand you could purchase a three minute video of yourself being seduced by a cartoon or twenty three warlord titans. 
didn't get to talk about how space wolves are actually space raccoons. That's all going to be pushed over to next week. Um, to guys, it's the dream. Yeah, get that thing away from Ken. No, Dickie. Get stay here forever. Jesus, I hate it. Put it on the mug. Uh, John, that's that's you. That's, that is. <laughs> that was maybe I, the most insulting thing I've said ever yeah. in our mm-hmm. entire friendship. Perfect. Um, no, uh, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get it. And thankfully, my painting is so nice crappy that it will fill in like all that. of those. Things. I did it. I like that. Um, beautiful. General. Uh, yeah, it will be. Uh, guys, uh, plug your stuff. Uh, hey, come listen to us on Mondays um, when we release uh, maybe Wednesday. Our, yeah, but who knows? Maybe Wednesday. <laughs> maybe Monday. Look, we're still sorting out the bugs. But really, uh, what we want to do is release on Mondays um, our free to the public episode. Um, and then we also have uh, one in the background there. If you join our Patreon for mm-hmm. that old world charm, hey, you want to listen to a bunch of grog nerds talk about uh, old worlds. And uh, Danny, yeah, do you remember in Mob Rules where we made an entire segment making fun of putting half of an episode behind a paywall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now he's sure getting that ma- Now he's getting that yeah, money. But now I'm, yeah. But now I'm a beneficiary of it, so I don't care. Get that <laughs> hey, look, like you know, you do what you can, guys. And yeah. uh, you know, Adam's a hungry young man. Um, mm-hmm. he's got to eat. So Those cross-continental flights don't pay for feed, themselves. Yeah, feed Adam. Yeah, feed Adam. <laughs> feed him. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. So Mondays uh, for that old world charm, uh, yep. which was a fantastic listen. Uh, definitely give it a try. Oh, uh, thanks. No, yeah, I listen to it during work today because my work is a joke now. It's fantastic. Um, Val. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my old thing? Yeah, just just go to YouTube and just look up Warhammer The Old World and we'll be at the top. Oh, wow. (laughs) Dickie, uh, segment idea. We'll we'll just do which podcast is more popular and that'll be a quick... I'll be a quick throwaway every. No, no, no! I rock. just cursed. I just cursed my show. <laughs> I just cursed my show to forever be failed. Uh, we do a fun show called Square Based. We've been doing it for about a year. Uh, we welcome all comers because uh, we're cack about it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That it's been a year, and wow. uh, yeah, Square Based with with Rob Symes, the Honest Wargamer. We have our own channel on YouTube. You can find it anywhere podcasts are downloaded as well for the audio version. We released an episode today that I hope is uh, factually accurate. I'll have to listen to Old World Charm to find out whether or not I was right about any of the things. We'll be doing a critique on Val's episode. Yeah. Although I was, I was, I was on fire correcting you guys to no one in particular while I was listening the first episode. Really? Yes. <laughs> Every time you guys disagreed about something, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, and mm-hmm. uh, I was a rare three for three. Uh, yeah. Wow. Which, which means it's, which means it's for- over. For me, it's just when Danny promotes his le- least popular show, Grim After Dark, on his more popular show, I'm screaming at it when he says the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says the wrong day. That was so yeah. Uh, uh, old world's the best. Whoops. I, lo- I looked at our old day. My bad. Got him. Um, well, ironically, though, your new show's on Monday, Danny. So maybe when people are going for the McDevitt That fix, was actually my whole plan, John, yeah. was to move my less popular show to Tuesdays so that I could get the more popular show in the primetime spot, if you know what I mean. Ooh, up against oh, and, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we usually produce shows on Tuesdays, but also Thursdays and sometimes Wednesdays and Fridays and Mondays. Just mm-hmm. whenever, whenever things are happening. Basically, Rob is an insane person. Just yeah. mad at Jason. It's fine. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, anyway, 
Thank you for everyone for joining us here at Grim After Dark. Uh, find out all of our socials and what to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. And we will be back next Tuesday, uh, live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. If you enjoyed yourself, please check out our back catalog as Val sleeps happily through our outro. Um, remember, when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can get any worse, uh, remember that it's always grim. Time to step into the grim darkness with nerds gather talking Warhammer madness. Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny, and Val, but they're not the most. Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade. Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd. Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk, but I'm here to expose. It's all just squawk. Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree. But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game. In the real world, homie, we are not the same so put down the dice step out of the dog it's time to live life nerd make your own mark grim after dog the nerds playground talking warhammer this acting all profound but when i listen it's all just a bunch of noise i love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys stupid ass toys i want to grab them put my hands around the neck squeeze squeeze warhammer squeeze until they can't breathe or breathe again Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again.